Yo, what's going on, everybody? We are back again. Another WrestlePurious podcast hosted by myself, Joe Hulbert, Manny the Hooper, and the lovely Charlie. Um, we're back again. We are going to be, you know, doing our usual Thursday show, of course, reviewing AEW Dynamite, touching on some news, and of course, um, it wouldn't be right if we didn't at least uh, do our best to remember Terry Funk, who recently passed away. Of course, um, we're going to get right into everything. First things first, everyone, please like, subscribe. Super chat fiend, generous, always appreciate you turn on post notifications. Hope everyone is doing good, especially my fellow co-hosts. Gonna go around and see how everyone's doing. I'm gonna start with Charlie. Charlie, you've got so many different hairstyles now. You know? <laughs> sometimes it's curly, sometimes it's straight, sometimes it's black, sometimes it's red. I've, I think I've seen it green <laughs> once or twice. You know. Uh, it was. How are you yeah. doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Celebrated my sister's birthday, dealt with a toothache, so swings and roundabouts, but it's, it's, been, it's been a good day overall. Excited for the weekend. Been testing out yeah. some things with my hair, which if you've watched any of my podcast appearances over the last couple of days, because I've done quite a few, but um, yeah, I've been testing some things out. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Um, huge weekend coming up, mm. absolutely. Um, three of us on the screen will be going to Wembley to see AEW All In. Uh, Manny, unfortunately, will not be joining us. We will not be getting uh, on-site interviews and footage of Manny the Hooper outside of Wembley Stadium. It's heartbreaking news, I'm not. But, um, Manny, are you looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm sure it's all right. But how are you doing anyway? How's your day been, Manny? Good. Uh, I'm on my third day in a row of eating Jersey Mike's. I've been converted. What, what, why? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I mean, I'll go into a place where so I used to go to Subway, and then I saw Joe Diaz make fun of something he's called. It's like, that's where trash people go. And I, said, <laughs> I guess I'll try Jersey Mike's. He's always talking about Jersey Mike's. So I went there. <laughs> and since then, I mean, it's really good. I like going to a place where it tells me what I have to eat. You know, like, this is where this is what you have. These are your options. You can't customize them, so... Just... Living by the gospel of Joey Diaz, it's uh, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm surprised, Joe, you know, but no. that's the Hooper, brother. That's the Hooper, Joe Hooper. How are you doing today on this, uh, on this Thursday evening, mate? Well, okay, I'm a little bit concerned about how you know easily led the Hooper is by podcasters, but <clears throat> as you say, it's not surprising. Yeah, but uh, I'm doing all right. We have a lot to talk about. Yesterday was was pretty rough, uh, mm-hmm. but. We go again, right? It's uh, it is what it is. So we we have some stuff worth talking about today. So happy to be here as always. Absolutely, the past twenty four hours has been uh, very rough for wrestling fans and people. Just um, anything close to uh, being involved with wrestling at all. The past twenty four hours, the wrestling world has been mourning the very unfortunate death of the great Terry Funk, who passed away yesterday morning at age seventy nine. Uh, genuinely one of, I know it gets thrown around a lot, you know, he's the GOAT, he's one of the greats, there'll never be another, but um, Terry Funk definitely embodies all of those things, absolutely, um, one of the greatest that ever lived, and um, he's, the more I kind of go back and like watch more wrestling and learn more about wrestling, it's like uh, you find a more deeper appreciation exactly for Terry Funk, he's always someone as well that's uh, 
you know, like wrestling historians, people who have been in the business for a long time, followed it for a long time, and people who really truly study the business. I know we're all fans, and you shouldn't, you know, dismiss other fans compared to others and that. But you know, there is there is people out there who are true, you know, mm. um, historians, and you know, really study this. And those people all kind of uh, float around the same conclusion that Terry Funk is genuinely the greatest to ever ever compete in professional wrestling. So. Um, like I said, someone that I would definitely find more of appreciation, the more I kind of uh, learn learn about him. Uh, he's very widely said that he had three different Hall of Fame careers wrapped into one career. He probably had another Hall of Fame career outside of that in just hidden gems and other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he went through a career of very different, you know, uh, looks, roles, um, <laughs> character changes, developments, reinventions everything you know um all based on kind of where he was at the time uh genuinely one of the greats but we'll all be of course like i said we're just going to spend the start of this podcast of you know just remembering the late great terry funk um yeah Joe, uh, it was even though it was tough kind of the news coming out yesterday um we know terry funk in recent years has not been in the greatest shape and it did kind of right. feel like the day was coming but even still it was kind of it was so deflating to know that day had finally happened yesterday but I guess kind of like a silver lining of yesterday was kind of all the people remembering Terry Funk you know and all the clips of him and seeing how like widely beloved he was you know like there isn't one bad Terry Funk story out there you know um but yeah it was a uh, in a tough in a tough day it was nice to see that wasn't it John? It was you know I uh I wasn't nearly as well prepared for the news as I, as horrible as it is, I thought I was, right? A couple months ago, there was a there was a moment in which Dave did a tweet about, like, you know, Terry's the greatest. And a lot, you know, we all kind of were aware this day, this day was pretty fast approaching, unfortunately. Um, but I was not nearly as ready for that as I kind of had hoped because when my timeline was filled with it, it was a lot. And it was jarring because he felt immortal in so many ways you know like he felt like a guy who'll be with us forever and i think a big part of that is because there's two things with terry it's the career and you can break down the chapter by chapter and all the great you know great moments he produced as a pro wrestler and as a promo and a personality and just a storyteller and he probably is the medium's greatest in that regard everything terry did was a story in some way or another as we saw yesterday with some of the, the towers but um you know, that's the, the individual's body of work. But I think why Terry's so unique and why someone like myself was so kind of heartbroken when the friends of mine who were the same is he represents something much bigger than his own career. And that's and that's saying something considering how big his own career is. But, you know, Terry is in a lot of ways kind of like a mythical figure to wrestling nerds because yeah. he was everywhere. <laughs> and he always did it with such enthusiasm and joy and optimism as to what wrestling is. And it's something we all struggle to keep at times, right? Like there's there's a lesson in that in terms of like, look, wrestling drives us all nuts at times, but you know, we love it. And, and Terry was, that was always central to his work. And so I think there's, there's a lot of uh, emotions that are kind of tied to that as well as the career. It's like Terry was bigger than just the, the matches he had and the promos he cut, but he cut some of the greatest promos ever and wrestled some of the greatest matches ever. So it's take your pick in that regard. Um, as I detailed in my feature for, uh, for Purist last night, like 
I think he kind of changed my whole fandom. You know, and I'll, I'll just tell the story briefly. Obviously, I wrote the feature. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like we all have heard when you get into wrestling, you all hear Flair Steamboat, right? Like you hear about that yeah. trilogy all the time. Like their names just tied together. And so I started when the network, when I first got the network, I, I watched that trilogy and I had no idea as to what followed the trilogy because it doesn't get talked about like that much compared to the trilogy itself. So it was like 3 a.m. because of course it was. And I'm watching these matches and I'm loving them and I'm, you know, I'm going for, and then I get to Wrestle War and I'm loving this, this rubber match. Well, not rubber match, but you know, the third match. Um, and Flair wins the bell and he's, it's his baby face turn. And it's this incredible moment. Jim Ross is in the ring and Terry Funk, who commentated the second match, I believe is a judge for the match. And if you've never seen it, Pit pulls on this stream, go and watch Wrestle War, the post match. Cause it's worth getting the experience I had because I didn't know what was about to happen. And Terry is like, in a very sort of friendly way, even while seeming incredibly dangerous and insane, he's kind of like, you know, maybe give me a crack at the big one, you know, maybe I, maybe I could have a shot next. I mean, you're a great wrestler, Rick, you know, and so, so on and so forth. And Rick gives him a pretty stern answer. And then Terry just kind of unravels. It's the greatest angle I've ever seen. And I often say, like, I think as a fan, I've been chasing the thrill that I got watching that angle ever since, because I was watching that 20 plus years after the fact, and I didn't know it was ha- what was going to happen. I'd never even seen wrestling like that, let alone that particular angle. So that kind of tra- you know, changed my fandom. And I try to watch any Terry Funk I could possibly uh, get my hands on. And that takes you in every which direction. You know, that, was my, <laughs> yeah. that was my first exposure to All Japan and you know, all of the stuff he did there. First as NWA champion Terry Funk, as a kind of real wrestler, working the mat and having these classical two out of three falls matches. And then later, He's probably the most beloved American wrestler to ever go to Japan. I mean, by the end of his run there, it's like staggering the response he would get. And Dory too. But they love Terry Funk. And in his book, he tells a great story about, you know, um, the American wrestlers would kind of be dicks to the Japanese fans because that was the role you played, right? You were the evil foreigner. And he was like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was a babyface there. And Terry used to shave before he flew to Japan because he was a white meat babyface in Japan. And... Uh, you know, him and Dory, the matches there with like the Sheik and Abby, like, my God, those matches yeah. are incredible. Like horror scenes brought to life. So there's so much, of course, everyone knows what he did for ECW and, you know, and, and what that kind of meant to wrestling at the time. But he was everywhere. And there's just a few memories that come to mind. But uh, it was very, very sad last night because yeah. while we all take, we all feel inspired to celebrate legends when they leave us, it's still there is something jarring about all of those clips suddenly having a different context because he's gone now. And it's just, it doesn't feel right. It's, it's a strange one. So I was, uh, I was glad to get the feature out there and kind of talk it through with a couple of friends because we were all just feeling the same way, which is like, man, he just meant so much to us. It's, it's weird. But great, great pro wrestler, probably the greatest ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, very deflating, even though it kind of felt like, you know, like I say, kind of somewhat expected that the day could come at any time. You know, he'd been in pretty pretty bad shape the yeah. past like later years, you know. Um I believe he suffered a hernia or something along those lines in like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um then like even as recently I believe he was diagnosed with like Parkinson's and um, those kind of things and he was in assisted living. Um then uh, he he was uh his wife Vicky passed away in 2018, around that time, yeah, like the late yeah. 2010s, definitely. Um, yeah. 
but like that was he he'd been with like, his whole his his whole life. They'd been together the whole life, and apparently that was according to people close to him. Like that was you know a huge hit towards him and uh, unsurprising. But yeah, it was very you know you can't you can't really brace yourself for someone as um, no. impactful as that passing away. You know, yeah, uh, um, Charlie, you said um. You, you, you know, uh, when you broke the news to your dad, mm. and, uh, it kind of like he he was a huge fan as well. It just shows the show kind of yeah. like how he crossed across the different generations. So, uh, you know, what was what was kind of like your dad's go tos, yeah. Terry Funk stuff. Oh, my dad loved Terry Funk so much, and like my dad's like I've talked about my dad on this podcast so many times. Like he's like one of the reasons I am a wrestling fan and I do what I do. So. Telling him, telling him about like anyone from his generation passing is like never easy, but with Terry Funk, it just hit a lot harder because that's someone like he showed me and was like, you need to know everything about this wrestler because of he was just so special to this business. And he's right, Ter- Terry Funk is like the most incredible wrestler like ever, to be honest. Like it doesn't really get better than the Funker. And he loved like his tag matches with Dory Funk in Japan. And he was just like, you need to help me find these again. Like I haven't watched them in so long. So it was, it was hard last night. Like just going back and watching a bunch of stuff with him and reminiscing about Terry Funk's career. But yeah, it was, it sucks, man. Like losing legends never is never easy. But like this, this one, especially for me, it was like, this was like one of the first wrestlers we bonded over. So yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's hard to like put into words, really, like how you feel about things like this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just hope Terry Funk's family's doing okay and they've got the support they need as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of similar to our. Sorry, money. Just quickly, the uh, to the, to the point about kind of sharing those things. My the mm-hmm. match probably my family has watched the most together is War Games '94 with uh, <laughs> Terry's pro- one of his more ridiculous showings in which he, everything <laughs> he does is like an isolated bit and it could be gift worthy. I clipped yeah. some of it up today where he falls down twice before he even makes contact with anyone in the match. Um, and he's he's fifty at that point, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, he was definitely someone you could enjoy in that setting. And and also before we you know for unknown Manny to speak about, but you mentioned Vicky right, and he said, we have to you know know. Terry, that was why he didn't want to be the NWA World Champ anymore. You know, like Terry was not, Terry loved wrestling, but he was very aware there are things bigger than wrestling. And, and that was why he wanted to save his marriage. And he did so. And uh, if anyone's never seen Beyond the Mat, it's a tough watch for a lot of parts, but watch the Terry Funk portion of it because it's just, it's so sincere and lovely. And you see Paul Vicky try to, try to get Terry to retire. And, you know, he was never going to. It was 1997. He was wrestling two weeks later or whatever. He was in the Rumble the next year. So, like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very special stuff. Yeah. The, um, so, like, the story with the the first, I believe they actually got divorced in, like, the late, mid mid to late 70s, like you said, when he was doing the NWA World's Total Run. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a crazy schedule, but, you know, um, Rick Flair talks about it every time he gets a chance, you know, working all those dates. And, you know, he wasn't at home and it affected his family life. And, you know, he, he decided to give up the NWA World's Champion, give up being the most important person in professional wrestling to, uh, you know, work on his family life and save his marriage. And that he did do. And as I previously mentioned, they uh, they stayed together to the very end, man. So uh, yeah. he was absolutely worth it. And as you said, Joe, there's definitely things bigger than wrestling. But, um, Manny, give you a little chance to speak as well. I know you said you've um, 
you know, uh, you haven't got the kind of same connection that some of us have to Terry Funk. Uh, of course, that's more than understandable. He, he goes very far back, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Wait. What's up? I don't know if you want to see the. Uh, I can keep going. Uh, so uh, my my connection to to funk is like I saw when I was getting out of school, and it kind of was kind of devastating because I was just like, how do I even like fathom somebody like that passing? Because, like you said, like you, some guys you like same thing when when Kobe passed to me. He's like you don't see guys like Terry Funk or Kobe just. Uh, passing because uh, yeah going because like there's such there's such iconic people in their in their industry and um i sorry i don't know if i keep going uh um yeah there's there's been some pretty brutal news as broke while we've been talking about this unfortunately yeah uh, yeah of course it's understandable money um so, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Triple H has just announced that um, he received a call and has been informed of the tragic news that WWE family member for life, Bray Wyatt, also, of course, his real name, Wyndham Rotunda, has unexpectedly passed away earlier today. Our thoughts are with his family and we ask that everyone respect their privacy at this time. Um, absolutely shocking, stunning, you know, news uh something that you could not never expect you know uh mike rotunda was even i believe he said in an interview last week that he you know he was expecting you know bray Wyatt to make a return to wwe lot pretty soon you know so uh this is definitely a huge huge yeah. like unfathomable shock to the wrestling world and uh of course we're you know we of course it's just came out just now about four minutes ago so uh we're all kind of like, processing it so you can't, yeah. you know, got nothing, nothing at all against money. Kind of getting a bit thrown off. No, there, no, right? I, yeah, I saw one comment about it, and I this is, you know, I, I apologize to every comment, but I was just hoping, brand it was like, you know, yeah, some I, YouTube shit. I, yeah, but yeah, I saw the, um, I saw the comment too, and I was like, I don't know if I should keep. That's why I was uh, showing yeah, no, first. Cause I was like, should I power through that or what's going on? Then it was, you see, mul you see multiple of them, and you're just like, oh. I, I, it was very, very scary. A couple of weeks ago, you know, Bray was in the news, and it was like the story was it was the thing he'd gone through was the way it was almost phrased, right? It was yeah. life threatening, and we talked about how scary that is. So, just unfathomable, and just what a what a tragedy, man. How old was Bray? He's, he's mid thirties, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even think no age. Cool. It's terrible. No age. Yeah, awful, awful news. It's very difficult, you know. I've done a lot of shows, but the, you're never going to be able to just <clears throat> very difficult to react to that many. So don't worry about it. I mean, it, yeah. there's nothing you can say after something like that. Um, 36 years old, you know, every single person who does stuff like this, writes about wrestling, talks about wrestling, had range of opinions on Bray, but I don't think you could ever accuse him of being anything less than interesting, right? He was always super popular and, and had a hell of an impact and uh, he wasn't done. So I, it's just unfathomable no. the news that just broke. So, I, yeah, I mean, we're not even what we're not even a year removed from his return, which was like no. big business. And I remember talking about that at the time. And uh, I don't know what you could possibly serve. And just all the best to his family. You know, he's got young kids and obviously his dad and so on and so forth. It's yeah, he's got the whole family. And of course, you know, it was a uh, 
the Tote family as well, and one of the wrestling families. So um, it's been a, a very, very, you know, dark past 24 hours or so, yeah. you know. Um, heartbreaking stuff, man. Obviously, again, it's um, to go from Terry Funk, one that we knew, like I've mentioned a couple of times already, that could happen like any day now. Um, and even still knowing that, still being so like deflating and kind of just taking the life out of it, and, and to get hit by, by this as well, someone who was, uh, you know, like not too far off the prime, you know, like he said, he's in his thirties, you know, um, it seemed like he had just got over something that was very scary and you know life threatening as uh, was that was reported recently, and uh, and uh, like I said, his dad done an interview not that long ago saying that things were kind of looking on the up and he was looking like hopefully soon coming back to WWE and get back involved in the mix. And, uh, you know, as uh, as it says in Triple H's announcement, it unexpectedly on earlier on he passed away. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal, you know. It's mm-hmm. whenever anything like this happens, especially when it happens to someone so young, they've got a family, someone who's... Um, you know, of course, so everyone knows that like Bray Wyatt has definitely he's, he had his own unique way of doing yeah. wrestling, and that's what he'll be remembered for, regardless of how divisive it could have been. But him as a person was all you again like much like Funk. You wouldn't hear bad Bray Wyatt stories. Love, you would yeah. not hear them yeah. like him as a yeah. person. People love Bray Wyatt. He'd help people out backstage. He'd be very friendly with everyone. Everyone, you know, referred to him as just super like helpful and open and kind and you know, just a loving character. And even though he didn't do, like, a lot of, uh, you know, like, he's never been, like, a big tweeter in the public eye and stuff like that. But, like, um, when he would have something to say, like, especially, like, when Brody passed, it's like, you know what I mean? You know, he wore his heart on his sleeve, man, you know? Um, But, yeah, this is... I I, I will say, like, I wasn't a big Bray, Bray fan. I wasn't even watching during his peak and all that, but even though I wasn't a fan, but man, that WWE universe really did love him. Like, mm-hmm. I was, oh, yeah. I was shocked by like, by when he came back and that reaction he got, and all that. And still, and then how he drew like the craziest ratings every time he was back, every time he was on TV, and it was just, I mean, yeah, you can you can definitely say like, a lot of stuff that he that he tried wasn't for everybody, but <laughs> when it worked, it worked, and just think- how it drew people in. To your point, I, I think in a lot of ways, and, and it's so hard to kind of piece all these things together at once. And and before we go any further, because we're obviously going to just talk this through here, folks, on the air, but obviously yeah. the most important thing is wrestling is secondary, right? Like, yeah, do, And that's the most important. But, but to Manny's point, I, I do think the amount of buzz he's returned garnered, I think will be a real kind of uh, a lasting legacy in a lot of ways, right? Because the way he left was not particularly flattering and they kind of closed the door on him the way they did. And he had that infamous kind of WrestleMania send off and um, through sort of just social media bars and kind of creative marketing, they built this thing. And I mean, it's a, it's a classic moment. And, and, you know, that's, I think when you kind of look back on, unfortunately now is this, this whole story. It's like that kind of speaks to who he was. He could, he could really capture the imagination with very little. So yeah, I'm with yeah you that's probably sure. that will probably be the sentiment that he's most remembered for. You know, he's um, yeah, like how creative he could get and how he could capture people's imaginations. Exactly what you just said. You know, um, he 
he was special in that sense, you know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. afraid to try things for better and for worse at times. And no matter what people thought of uh, some of the stuff that he did do, because he, he was out there, you know, or very openly yeah. out there. And you know, like I said, he wasn't he wasn't afraid to try different things and stuff. But uh, oh. whatever he would do would gather like so much momentum. You know, it's like the when remember when like he first opened the theme, you know, and it was like mm-hmm. oh my God, this yeah. shouldn't really work in wrestling. Yeah. It's all it's almost like it's so ridiculous. But when he first introduced the theme, like that presentation, etc., and when he was just taking out the legends, like they really had something special in terms oh, of um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always remember at that time. Sorry, man, just quickly. I always remember at that time a friend of mine who who stopped watching wrestling years ago being like. Who's this fiend guy? This is the coolest thing I've seen in years. I, you know, when I told him it was Bray, he was like, okay, that makes sense. But it was, uh, it, that thing caught on, man. That was red hot when Re- that first bro, really, really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he had I, so much ranges. Sorry, man. Go ahead. I, like, I actually went back and I re, because I was like, I, when I was getting back and I was like, man, I don't get this Bray thing. I don't know why everybody sees them. But and I went back and I watched the angle where the fiend debuted and I left that angle just being like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I don't know if it's going to work in wrestling, yeah, but it was just so awesome. And then um, the, I know this is probably not the time, but I was like, the biggest what if to me was just like, I really wanted to see Bray, Bray movies in direct because he had such like a crazy uh, stuff for horror. I kind of just wish mm-hmm. that I saw that play out in movies and see what how he would have taken, how he would have viewed horror films in that general. But yeah. Definitely seeing like there was like some real potential for like his level of creativity to get into kind of that sort of art, you know, uh, short films, real direct, real films produced, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it's uh, he's very unfortunate that we will actually never get to see that, you know, because it always felt like something that he could always end up in, whether it was during or after wrestling, you know. Um, because like I said, man, he, he really had a one of the more most unique, probably. Definitely one of the most unique minds and creative minds of this era of wrestling, sure. you know. Um, again, much like Terry Funk, but in a very different vein, is like they'll never be like another Bray, like someone as close to Bray as the was, you know. Um, because like, people always thought, like, you know, when he was first really coming on the scene, getting really over as he did, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's um. There's definitely something to, you know, like I was talking about Funk and having like different phases in his career. Of course, it spanned over a much longer time. It spanned over like three different decades. You know, the three main eras that people talk about with Funk, mm-hmm. like the yeah. NWA world champion, the 89, you know, late 90s, early 90s stuff, and then the ECW, like late 90s and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but with, with Bray, you had like, you know, cult leader, you know, the fiend, and of course, you had the Funhouse. Right. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Man. Like he, uh, very different reinventions of himself, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I think, you know, it wasn't my thing and, and I, I reviewed it at the time and it, it wasn't for me necessarily, but the, the funhouse match we've seen there is like an iconic piece of like pandemic wrestling entertainment. Like what they did with that, even though it was it, you know, broke my brain as someone who was looking for a headlock takeover, was like genuinely mm-hmm. The, the amount of because I remember doing show after that and like the response to that match was staggering. They did an amazing job with that and it really resonated with people. It's very very different to say the least. So, um, yeah, I, it's uh, it's really tough. I, um, yeah, I wanna uh, I wanna go back to Terry Funk real quick. Uh, I, 
I want to yeah, finish. Sure, sure. I want to try to get. I, about... I still want to get. I just want to say this one thing about him. It's like he was a he was a giant. You know, like I don't think you can ever get a, an iconic guy like him again in wrestling. And um, I didn't know much about him, but the only thing I did know was he was always ahead of the time when it came to wrestling. Because Dave liked to make that point very clear whenever he talked about him. And willing to this, adapt. Yeah, and this man no, loved. This man loved pro wrestling so much that even when his body was failing him, he just never wanted to be out of the, out of the wrestling, out of the industry. And to me, that's just like a different kind of uh, love and passion that you rarely see. And uh, I think we just lost a good one with them. Absolutely, we lost one of the greats, and we've lost one of the most unique and most popular wrestlers of this era as well in Bray. So um, again, like a. a unbelievably devastating like one two punch over the past twenty four hours. Um you know it's uh it's hard it's hard to find the words but you know we're uh we're we're trying our best, you know. Um there's no right way. I mean it is what it is. Yeah. You know? it's like you we didn't know the man so you naturally turn to remembering his career and you know and talking about kind of different parts of his career but it's there's there's no positive spin possible when a guy at that age leaves you. It's just it's just devastating. So all the best to friends and family, of which there were many, because as you said in the, in the locker room, he was like one of the most beloved guys. So yes, brutal. Yeah. A very, um, again, in a very, very tough past 24 hours, but it's kind of a uh, Manny's point about funk. Uh, yeah, man, Ter- Terry Funk, he, he did absolutely adore this business, you know, and he embodied it and he proved it with his actions, you know, throughout the, um, throughout his different eras and just kind of touch on him as a... He was a definition of for the love of the game. Like yeah, he... absolutely. Um, he's As a wrestler, Terry Funk are kind of... Um, the word that jumps out to me the most is instincts. He was very instinctual. That was kind of his... He just knew what to do at the right time. Like I doubt he was someone that ever... Um, ever really planned his matches out too much. He was almost known for that to just kind of, you know, you go out there and you do that. Joe, you always reference it, what he says many times in his book, you go out there and you just do the dance, you know? Indeed, yeah. um, and, you know, he was just, he just knew what to do at the right time. And he didn't always look super pretty, but it felt real in the moment. And um, he was able to kind of capture your imagination in special ways like that, even though it didn't look, the most, uh, the prettiest at times. Um, you mentioned like the Wrestle War stuff. No, the um, the War Games. Yeah. The War Games match when he's stumbling all over, he's falling through the ring, he's doing this, he's doing like he's he's all over the place, you know. And it's but it's in it's not in like a uh, shitty wrestler kind of doesn't know what he's doing way. It's in the this is a guy who's kind of up there in age, who's kind of, you know, stumbling around. Crazy, and, you yeah. know, <laughs> he's a bit crazy and he's not quite the perfect athlete, you know. Um, but yeah, Funk the wrestler, Joe, very instinctual. Absolutely, yeah. He, uh, you know, I, as, as you mentioned, I use that phrase a lot and it's about kind of the feel that the best wrestling has and that kind of root emotion of, of, you know, those intense exchanges and the, the violence and the hate and the passion that our great, you know, our favourite wrestling contains. And he, he was a master of that. He understood what the fans wanted. He understood what the fans fought. He understood what the fans feared. And that made him singular. Um, 
very very special absolutely yeah. uh i really hope I, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of his hall of fame speech about how he hopes he gets buried in the wrestling ring all right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. i hope they do that because i i think it's i think it's always cool when not cool when, when somebody when when they pass everybody's before they pass they want to they want to be buried with the thing that they love doing mm-hmm. i don't know man i think that's just awesome even even in heaven he just he wants to keep wrestling with his friends and stuff so yeah, man, it's it. like, um, even in his late years when he's you know his memory was kind of you know betraying him and the parkinson's and stuff it's like he was always he was kind of kind of like a thing like he he was known for like really loving having visitors and going to see his friends when he could and stuff and kind of i guess just talk about the good old days you know yeah. um i like that have you seen the clip of him eddie kingston or he, he tries to beat up eddie kingston or something yeah like he does it, it's like an angle from like 2015 <laughs> 2015, he does a DDT on the floor and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Terry Fong, man. Um, the real fucking deal. Uh, saying before we went live, he very much makes you... Uh, he, he kind of embodies the... You know when you kind of watch like old wrestling... You know, and like mm-hmm. it's it's heated, mm-hmm. it's 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 a bit rough, it's you know, it's uh, hard hitting, it just feels more authentic and you think like they don't make wrestlers like this anymore. You know, that kind of old man take that you get sometimes, you know, like Terry's very Terry Funk's very much that, you know, like they don't make them like Terry and they never did make them like Terry, he's a true one of one, you know. Um very, very just special wrestling. Uh, Manny touched on his uh, his Hall of Fame speech, 2009, he went in with his brother Dory. Um, had many, I guess, retirements, although some of them weren't quite official. You know, uh, there was a lot. He had a lot of matches through the years where people thought, like, "Okay, this is it." You know, there was a uh, 1983, the iconic forever, forever um, promo that he cut, the very emotional retirement in Japan. Um, there's. There was talk, there was suspicions of it um, after the flare stuff, in um in eighty nine Joe. So there was that one. Then uh, ninety seven. That's the one that's covered on. Um, yes, yeah, I'll be on the mat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And he wrestles Bret Hart. I think mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. Um, which he then like adjusted to as his last match in Amarillo, which I think it may have ended up still being, but yeah. He wrestled on for another nineteen years. So yeah, I mean, I think I think the first Terry match I've ever seen was him versus Onita in FMW. Oh. So because like, I because when people talk, <sighs> that's I mean, ahead of an introduction. Because <laughs> when I when I first heard of Terry Funk, I was just like, uh, besides Dave talking about him, I, people said he was this great wrestler, classical, and all that stuff. And I watched him versus Onita, and I said. I don't know if this is the same guy everybody's talking about. Like this guy's over here going through barbed wire, exploding, and all that. And then the second match I saw was him versus uh, Bruiser Brody. I think in All Japan, it might be a, it might have been one of the finals or something. And he's all, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a famous match where he's all covered in blood and right. he's trying to run through the crowd and all. Like those are my two introductions to him. And then I saw the, the lights out match with Ric Flair. So those mm-hmm. are my first three matches I saw. This so I quit. Was, yeah, they I quit. So, I think I'm going to go more into it when I have time and everything because there's a lot to get into. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot. And uh, as Joe said at the kind of the top end of the podcast, um, 
you know, it, it takes you on a hell of a journey. You know, if you, if you even, if, especially if you do it in the way of like kind of picking your spots of different yeah. parts. You know, if you go like ECW funk back to like you know an NWA World Title match to Chainsaw well, Charlie for everyone with his <laughs> careers. Like he just he did so much in his career. Like you can show him to any wrestling fan, and they'll stop, they'll find something that they like. Absolutely. You know, uh, there was I think there was there was talk of retirement when he was wrestling like Sabu, you know, in uh, I don't know, like two thousand ninety nine, maybe. Um, you know, and then obviously in the two thousands, I'm sure there was like two or three. Um, yeah. One of them was Tommy Dreamer, I think. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he worked one night stand in 06 so yeah, always... he did. He did. <laughs> yeah. And the, the fact that Terry learned how to do a moonsault at age 50 is such an incredible pop. Like, how do you even, even back in the 90s when you learn how to do something like that, how do you even, like, practice that? I mean, like... His moonsault was yeah. pretty crazy. It was, like, a... <laughs> very crooked. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was, like, those diagonal... <laughs> you know, but, the diagonal, whatever it's called. It makes, it, make, it makes sense for somebody, like, in modern times, like, now doing it, but somebody in the 90s that's 50 with... How shitty like medicine was and all that, and I'm like I don't know, like probably not even taking care of himself, knowing like perfect nutrition, even trying to attempt something like that and learning at age fifty is just something so crazy for me to imagine. And fucking did it, bro. I mean, and then he has that iconic uh, funk you shirt. Where, I mean, I think I'm gonna have to get now. So I mean, great man, or I don't know, like a great great wrestler. Absolutely, one of the greats and uh. And yeah, like, like I said before, as a person, you you don't hear bad Terry Funk stories. You don't hear people talking ill of him at all. And um, that'll definitely be a sentiment that gets echoed quite a lot over the next few days. Um, very beloved, very um, admired and respected. And um, AO's joining us. Um, I'm not here to stay. I just wanted to let y'all know. Um, WWE just announced that Bray Wyatt just passed. Yeah, we're we not yeah. sure if you're all fucking. Yeah, yeah we're aware. We've uh, I'm echoing when you're in the Am I echoing? There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, it would be uh, as the news broke, we got straight into it, of course, and kind of uh, we touched on to it, of course, and you know, uh, we done our. Best to remember Bray Wyatt in the moment. It was very, you know, uh, very tough as we all kind of, you know, we all kind of took it in together, you know, with we've kind of had the live chat and that, and it was very, uh, we all kind of processed, well, still are processing it now, and we're all kind of going through it. And we talked about Bray, and we tried to remember him as uh, best we could in that moment, and I'm sure we'll be talking quite a bit more about him as we uh, go through kind of this is a, I don't think we're going to do the Dynamite review and talk about the news today. I kind of, we'll probably stay on for a little bit longer and just kind of remember the rest of it. Uh, it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's very... Uh... Yeah, it's hard to pivot from... Like, the, even, we, it's, we was talking about it even before. Like, it would be hard to pivot from Terry, the Terry Funk right. stuff into kind of wrestling. But I guess uh, we were going to attempt to try and do something like that. But now on top of the Bray stuff as well, it's like there's you know there's a time just, in the place to just review graps, you know. It, and, it uh, all feels so trivial, right? Once yeah. when when news like that breaks, it's it's very very difficult to you know analyze and and debate 
points of a wrestling show because ultimately it doesn't matter, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's brutal. Yeah, it yeah. just makes you realize how like kind of wrestling is sometimes. Just like, just like the things that I wasn't like I said, I wasn't a big fan of Brian. I was like that, but then when something like this happens, you're just like, well, you maybe you should take advantage of all the wrestlers and all that are on TV because you never know. It's important. Yeah. yeah, it is, and it's mm-hmm. it's a sentiment that's very hard to express frequently without sounding like a kind of, you know, like uh, enjoy all wrestling, you know, sycophant or whatever the hell. But you know, the truth is, your favorite wrestlers, you know, hopefully they live a life long like Terry Funk, and you reflect on him fifty years. Unfortunately, wrestling's not always that way, right? I mean, life isn't always that way. We reminded him January of Jay Briscoe, exactly. um, yeah. wrestling. There's a lot of pro wrestlers, and they're going to leave us at different times. And I don't think anyone on this screen would list Bray Wyatt as a favorite of theirs, but that's so much less important than yeah. the dude leaving by his family. Um, I think, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, back off what Joe's yeah. saying. I think, yep. I think when we criticize wrestlers, we all need to remember that they're people and they have loved ones, people that miss them. Bray's a husband. He's a father. He's yep. a son. He's a brother. Like I, I always said I personally liked Bray, but you know we all poked fun at his last run. Of course, and it's like I think that's that's fine. But like you just need to, you just need to make sure that when you're critiquing something, you critique the performer and not the person, and not get spiteful and be unhinged and fucking berate people because you don't like the what they're doing on fucking Friday Night SmackDown or whatever. Like just 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 be nicer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because I know people yeah. got really nasty when it got to Bray. Just to get some dunk points off and shit. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we'll probably go like you know we'll we'll probably round if round this off at like the hour mark. You know we've been going about forty minutes so far, and uh, like I said, we'll kind of just do our best to again like like we set out to do with Terry Funk, remembering Terry Funk, and of course we'll come back and forth in and out of Bray Wyatt, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll remember him as well because like we touched on earlier on, he's had a very unique career you know and he always kind of he always managed to garner momentum and traction and pe- make people kind of care about what he was doing even if it was to critique or to you know he, he definitely had like a cult like following as well he was very much a his his style of wrestling was that you either hate it or you love it you know um yes and the, he definitely did have his fans that like Absolutely. He had one of the larger kind of cult-like followings in the business, you know what I mean? It was almost comparable to uh, right what you see, like the diva stands and stuff. Yeah, yeah like, that's yeah. what I mean. you got the Bray Wyatt, with, with the, uh, the Fireflies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if you liked Bray, right, he was so singular in that way. Like, most wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, you can lump guys together in terms of the type of wrestler, the style of wrestler, but Bray was so unique. If you loved Bray... There was no, you know, second Bray coming around the corner. When he was gone, people Probably were desperate not. for him to come yeah. back. And you could tell. I mean, I again, we, I, we talked about earlier, Manny brought it up, but it's like it was staggering how much people anticipated his return in a really cool way because it showed you how much he resonated with people. A lot of wrestlers, when they're off TV, nature of the beast is they're quickly forgotten, right? Out of sight, out of mind. That was never the case. Ever. It's like, when's like, Bray coming back? Yeah. When's Bray coming back? And then when he right. finally did yeah. come back, it was like the wrestling world stopped when yeah. the fucking whistling went on and everybody, the Fireflies had their cameras out and shit. And like that was that was objective, objectively a dope moment. Like even yeah. the fucking Fed batters yeah. and shit had nothing to say. They had nothing they could say in that moment, bro. They're just like, all right, man, y- y'all won tonight. 
Like, yeah, then he then he like immediately moved like four thousand tickets for like yeah. SmackDown or yeah. something. And it's like this guy is a star, man. Like, you know? Yeah, he he was a real a real star, you know. And um, you know, like in, in the way the industry goes now, it's kind of like you know, it's all about the brand. You know, like there isn't as many like singular draws. Like there is definitely still a handful out there, right. like TV ratings and ticket movers, but. Bray genuinely was one of the small handful of draws still left in the business, you know, and uh, I'm sure if the return run that it was, it seemed that there was at least talks and plans of um, that coming to fruition one day down the road. Obviously, we won't get that now, but that definitely, I'm sure, would have been successful, you know, uh, numbers-wise, because that's, that's Bray, Bray what? That's, he managed, he, Joe said it earlier on, he managed to really creatively capture people's imaginations and you'd get people to go with stuff man like the the qr codes for the uh before the i think it was the ex i believe it was extreme yeah, rules yeah. in 2022 um he the qr codes the little games that he would play with social media and stuff the hints the people uh did those qr codes like they were fucking crap people were breaking like, down song lyrics and stuff like it was yeah. you know he, he could he he really uh and even like even internally in WWE, like they were kind of like they were, you know, he he kind of taught them a new way of kind of approaching social media and doing other things. So it's like even on that level, it's like even even the people backstage calling the shots had something to learn from Bray Wyatt, and that's on top of all the wrestlers that he would help with promos and stuff. And but with Bray, it's like he um. Have you ever, have any of you guys ever seen like his old like PC NXT promos? Yeah. Like he was yeah. instantly a good promo and kind of that just was got my it, you know? Yeah, that was, some, I was about, that was some of my favorite shit of his. He was, uh, he just instantly knew how to kind of captivate you with his words, you know, and he would talk in a certain rhythm and tone that was just very unique to him and, uh. I've used that word a million times, but he was like, he's just unique, you know. And um, there'll never be another Bray Wyatt. I'm pretty, pretty certain of that, you know. And uh, again, even though he was very much a love or hate him creatively, you right. know. But um, one thing you couldn't deny was the size of his star, and that he was able to truly connect with his, you know, his target audience, you know. So. You know, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a rough. It's been. It feels like it feels like we say this every year now, but it's been you know, it's been a rough, a rough year. It feels like for wrestlers passing and leaving us. You know, yeah. especially like um, you know, as heartbreaking as like Terry Funk or superstar Billy Graham may have been. They were, you know, they were. It was kind of more expected as they were, um, you know, more on the top end age wise and physically wise. Whereas you know the um, there's like Jay Briscoe. This one now with Bray Wyatt is like it's 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 the shock on top of it as well, and you know, uh, I guess um, I appreciate everyone who's kind of with us, kind of helping us, you know, yeah. process I it and kind of folks. talk it's, it out, you know. Um, it's it's really difficult to navigate these things because it's like you, uh, you know, your instinctual response is like, let's remember our you know favorite things, and we've tried to do that, and we we will continue to do that, but it's just. It's very, very difficult to have like a kind of uplifting instinctual response to news that tragic. Like it's just awful. Yeah. There's, you know, like, we can go through great promos and matches, and certainly that's his legacy and something to be very proud of. He had a very memorable career, but 
ultimately a 36 year old man has just died suddenly and you know unexpectedly so it's it's just tragic um for any for anyone who's watching this that's a big fan you know i, I send love to you because i know from yeah. my experience unfortunately as wrestling fans we have experience with that right like losing someone that's work you love i i send i send the best and we all do because that's People that don't love wrestling the way we love wrestling and the way you watching this, if you're watching a WrestleFurious podcast, probably love wrestling, will never get how much these these moments like affect us, you know? So yeah. um, I'll, I'll I, I send my best like, to I'm watching. I'll never forget like a single thing about like what I was doing, where I was at, what was happening when I found out Eddie Guerrero passed away. Right. And just, yeah. like, so I, like, I don't wish that on anybody else. So like for the Bray like super fan, because he really – like we said, we've been saying Bray connected to his fans on a completely different fucking level yeah. than pretty much like ninety nine point nine nine percent of performance today. So it's just, it's just terrible to hear. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like fundamentally like what matters most with wrestling is having that connection yeah. with people, and whether you was kind of like into something creatively, whether it was for you or not. If a wrestler was um, if a wrestler could connect on the way in the way that the two wrestlers that we've just recently lost did and that makes them undeniable you know stuff like this don't mean a thing you know like in 20 years there'll be someone sitting in this chair we're not this exact one but on a screen like this talking about professional wrestling and they'll say their first memory was bray wyatt doing you know insert crazy fiend yeah. thing or whatever it may be i promise you that's how wrestling works attacking jerry lawler when the lights it's, go you know, off you know you know I always try and stress, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think everyone who watches this knows what our intention is with these shows, but it's like we don't represent the general wrestling fan. And the general wrestling fan now loves Bray Wyatt, but let me tell you, the kids who who grew up on his work, he's an iconic yeah. WWE character, like yeah. genuinely. You know, no, even even spin-off characters. Ca- spin-off yeah. characters like Alexa yeah. Bliss, the Fiendess, yeah. was yeah. like, you know, kids love we always that talk shit, about man. it, like, the Lily doll, and that's a perfect Became example. Became the number so. one seller in the shop for right. like, six months. Yeah. Bro, and that's as where, a spin-off of Bray. Like, that's insane. Right. The, the That's where kind of perspective is everything as wrestling. When you get as deep as we are and anyone watching this probably is, it's like, you know, it's always worth having that perspective. I often say, people remember the stuff you were into as a kid in wrestling, right? It probably wasn't the regal forearms, you know, that got you yeah, into wrestling. Course, yeah. And that's important. Like, wrestling needs those characters and it needs those personalities. If if wrestling was exclusively things that I liked, wrestling wouldn't last very long. Right. <laughs> and Bray's, in a lot of ways, symbolized that in terms of his, his willingness to be brave creatively, do things that were at times too much for wrestling right i mean that's part of his legacy and, mm-hmm. and there's no shame in it he tried yeah. um it wasn't all for me by any means but i can appreciate there was always a sincerity to it and a pride he took in doing things his way and that's i think that's his legacy we've all kind of circled a few times over here i think it's not just his creativity but his willingness to be as daring as possible with it, as they would allow him to be with that for, to hits and misses but he always swung and and there's a, there's a lot of you know kind of Right to take in that certainly. Yeah, hundred percent. And someone, someone who swings as hard as Bray would swing, is like there is gonna, the, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You know, and yeah. yeah, he did. You know, and but when he hit, he would connect on a very, very special level for wrestlers of right. this day and age. You know, um, like like I mentioned as well, he had almost like a cult like following. You know, they they've got their own name for themselves. Of you know, it's um, yeah, 
And so they were, they were having a field day when he was doing all the hints about coming back last year, you know, and that was kind of, um, you know, it was one of the hottest things in wrestling and he wasn't even on screen yet, you know. It was, uh, that was kind of the effect he was able to have on, on wrestling, you know. I think and uh, even, like, Bray's biggest detractors, they, they have to concede that, like, he really, really, really gave a fuck. Like, he really yeah. cared about the characters. He really cared about the stories that he was trying to tell. Whether you liked it or not, like, he put a lot of effort into this. Like, he he approached professional wrestling as an art form. You know what I mean? And you have, you have to respect somebody like that. Well, he had a... Fucking Bray Wyatt had people, like, at least his fan base, kind of, like, that. they were all in on, like, Alexa Bliss beating Randy Orton, you know? Like, he, <laughs> he could, <laughs> Bray Wyatt could, uh, he could capture people's imagination, especially people that were into his stuff in a way that was really just something. You can, you can look at different um, kind of checkpoints, like what I just mentioned, and other things as well, but he, uh, he was able to pull off some really... Really crazy shit, man. You remember the the match with Randy when he got lit on fire? Remember that one? Oh God, yeah, that's just, fucking awesome, bro. Like, that was just that was just like awesome. a Sunday for Bray, you know. Like that yeah. was just one of the things he did. But that was crazy. That was an awesome visual. Was, um, well, yeah, one like I said, touched on kind of like how he got promo straight away, but like his level of character work was very kind of like kind of the range you would be able to show, you know. Uh, Obviously, the Firefly Funhouse stuff is like a really good example of that. You know, like he could, like <laughs> he was genuinely like doing the, you know, the the morning time kid show yeah, character. Show. <laughs> like, he, was, he was doing it, man. He was doing it. He um, he very talented guy. You know, um, obviously, like I said, his his stuff in pro wrestling creatively will always be kind of divisive and what will be something. Uh, in super like out there creatively and that's kind of what you'll be remembered for but um in terms of just like being a talented performer you know he absolutely was that you know no like, he, uh, that. yeah yeah 100 yeah. like he knew he understood how to capture the imagination of a live crowd he could he could go out there and speak as slowly and take as much time as he wanted and the crowd would be on the literally Hanging dying to hear fucking word absolutely yeah. And um, then yeah, then like you know the the creative visuals and stuff you often capture people's imagination with was um definitely something very special, you know. Um, regardless of how you feel, you know, like like I always touched on, it's like even his detractors have to kind of give it up to him in yeah. certain aspects because, like I said, when some, when people connect the way that Wyatt and Funk did, it's like it makes them undeniable. In certain aspects of this, uh, of this game, and it's, you know, it's always it's heartbreaking to lose two people from very different, uh, different, different ends of their careers and lives. But both of them all had families and loved ones and fans, and it's a, uh, it's a very, it's been a very, very, very tough um, day or so to process as. Um, as a wrestling fan, because that's what we all are fundamentally. I know we do we do these podcasts or whatever, and we like to think we can review things or whatever. But we are just you know we are just all a bunch of fans, along with everyone else in the Lord Church, trying to kind of like process what we're kind of uh, the news that we've had over the past day. So again, we appreciate everyone for kind of um, you know being there with us and 
you know, yeah. I hope, we hope we've been able to kind of make it at least a little bit more, um, I even know, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, been... I mean, you know, I think a lot of people, when, if I wasn't doing this show, I'd be doing it the same, so I mean, it's an insult, but a lot of people would be pre- processing this, you know, alone. They were just seeing the news on their phone, mm-hmm. and we were on the on the air, which obviously has its own roller coaster. but, you know, if someone could, can, you know, hop on here and it just hearing people talk about it helps then i hope we did that there's not much more unfortunately like it's you could give me two weeks to prepare to talk about ray because again with terry funk his story as a performer was complete and unfortunately we were beginning to prepare ourselves for what happened yesterday sad as it is uh and as i mentioned earlier i still wasn't clearly i wasn't prepared but um with bray like you can give me weeks to prepare like this is you know there's only so much you can say about that kind of thing. That's just yeah. brutal. Like, the, I was talking about this now with his career in hindsight. The idea that his story is finished, like, that's just it's it's terrible, tragic. Bro. It's tragic. It's fucking yeah. awful. It's awful. Yeah, way it's too terrible. soon. Way, way too soon. And, uh, you know, truly heartbreaking, devastating, and just shocking, you know. Um, look, I've, just, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but literally his dad logged a week, a week or two ago, you know, after yeah. look, after the report that Sean dropped, which was quite scary to hear, but, you know, we um, he's just overcome like, what could have been a life-threatening, career-threatening um, health issue. Right. And his dad coming on, and I believe it was he was talking with Bill Apter at like, some sort of convention or something, and he was just like, yeah, man, uh, hopefully pretty soon, you know, looking to get Bray Wyatt back in WWE, you know, back in back in the mix of things. And it's like, and then this just, and this hits us. And obviously Triple H said in the announcement that, you know, it's um, unexpectedly earlier on today. So it's, uh, it, it, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. And um, I hope we've at least been able to like, you know, at least be some sort of um, company to you guys as we're all trying to, process this this news but um but yeah i appreciated everyone who's kind of tapped in charlie manny joe your words of course ao especially as well coming in when you didn't have to at all um you know you know you guys know i appreciate you um i appreciate everyone who's tapped in as well quickly fly through some super chats because of course people have uh, sent them in throughout the show so we'll get through some messages and then we're going to wrap up because like i mentioned earlier it just feels you would feel kind of yeah. So weird to transition out of what we spoke to to kind of do the like, oh let's review dynamite and review this all in build. It's just it's, there's a time and a place. Maybe we'll yeah. do it later on in the week before Wembley or something, but just not right now because it's just it's it's simply not the time. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm simply not in the mindset to do it. I'm gonna take my leave. I love everybody at Russell Pierce. I love everybody who supports us. Thank y'all so much. Um, you know, just just cherish the people in your lives. Because nobody's here forever, so just make sure you appreciate them while you're here. Absolutely, I appreciate you, Ayo. Um, hi, uh, Karan, hundred rupees. Always appreciate you, brother. Um, is that coming up? On a slightly negative note, that AR fuck still stunk after a great match. How do you take someone back two weeks after they almost killed your friend? Oh, that was uh that was one of the more insane parts of AEW Dynamite I've, yeah. I think I've ever seen, but. You know, uh, we're not going to delve too much into it. Appreciate the super chat, so of course, from everyone so far. Um, another 100 rupees, Karan. Appreciate yeah, Best Dynamite Go Ho show in yours. Generally thought both companies have forgotten how to do these, but that was electric. Jericho Osprey felt big after. Yeah, they absolutely did have a good show last night. 
and uh, they needed it as well. So it's good to see that they could pull it off. Frank one not in on appreciate. You know who's a good wrestler? Christian Cage, absolutely one of the greats. And uh, after this week, he's uh, one of many wrestlers that I'm gonna have even more of an appreciation for. Yeah. You know, uh, so I appreciate your great wrestlers and the people that you really enjoy because. You never know when a week like this week is going to be around the corner, you know. Um, we love Christian Cage. Everyone on the screen loves Christian Cage. Uh, Matson 841199. TK run a contest where winner smoked out with Mox. That Mox video <laughs> yesterday was... Uh, <laughs> it was everywhere, yeah. man. And you know what, you know. Mox smoking, uh, smoking that fire, bro. Um, <laughs> Playboy X4199, appreciate it. 24 hours straight of riding a train and bus transitioning, airport procedures, flying, and now I'm in London. God bless you, man. This is, this is the lengths people are going for for yeah. this memory show. And, uh, you're going to be part of, part of history, bro. So Absolutely. If, you, if you bump into any of us, say hi. That's um, such an impressive feat that if you see me at Wembley, I'll cut your price on the 8x10. Right? So, <laughs> only 50 bucks. So. Absolutely. You know, uh, Darren Walker, £10. Appreciate you always, brother. Um, a great weekend of wrestling. I'll be at FanFest on Saturday, even though no wrestlers are announced yet. Um, be at RevPro. If I see Charlie there, I'll say hello to her and all in on Sunday. Can't wait for it. Yeah, man. Uh, this weekend, hopefully, the there's there's so much going on this weekend, like wrestling wars in between the ring sort yeah. of stuff, you know, and hopefully it can kind of... Uh, you know, hopefully the wrestling world can kind of unite the way that they do many times and kind of, yeah. you know, uh, make it a little bit easier for all of us, you know. Um, very big weekend ahead, absolutely. Um, Branavan, this was a comment I brought up from earlier. Terry Funk is the only man to fight. Mizawa, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan and Patrick Swayze. <laughs> he was in Roadhouse, man. He was. He was. And he, he, was in he, uh, he did some stuff with Sly. He, he, I know he was in, uh, I forget the film's name, but I know he choreographed the fight at the end of Rocky V, which Rocky V doesn't have many streams, but, you know, the fight's pretty cool. And he, he choreographed that. And I believe he got, I think it was Dick Slater, I think he got the gig as Tommy Morrison's uh, double. So it's some, he did some cool stuff in that regard. Another, another uh, chat I mentioned, uh, I saw earlier, the Azura Heart. Terry Font refused to ever become a bit old yes. bit. Absolutely, and that cannot be um, mm -hmm. that cannot be echoed enough. He was always like super open minded. Um, Dave Meltzer wrote in his uh, like his remembering article. I don't think it's his full obituary, but um, you know, he Dave Meltzer wrote a few words last night, and he said like even even like in the eighties in yeah. in Japanese wrestling when the Crush Girls were blowing up and everything, yep. and a lot of people were kind of like shunning it away and like turning the nose up at it. He mentioned how like Terry Funk and Bruiser Brody were like the better than most of the guys, you know. Yep. <laughs> you know? I mean, he, and that was back in the eighties, you know, and being a proponent yeah. of women's wrestling Absolutely. in Japan. So um, he, even as late as twenty nineteen, when asked about AEW, he was very bullish on an alternative, you know, and a lot of veterans are like, Good luck. You know, and I considering what's ahead of us on Sunday, I think that speaks to kind of again, he always had an optimism about wrestling. So definitely a big part of his legacy. One of the uh, one of the beautiful people of wrestling, you know, he really was. Uh, Masfan eight four five dollars. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Funk represents passion and authenticity you don't see today in wrestling or even in pop culture. If wrestling ever had a patron saint, it's him. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we lost one of the good ones, man. 
Uh, use heart five dollars. Appreciate you very much, man. Hearing Bray pass while you all are actively eulogizing Terry Funk has really broken me. This sucks. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, like I've said many times, it's been a brutal past day or so, and um, you can never prepare for hearing those sort of things come out while you're on air. You know, it's um, I immediately sympathised even more when it happened on um, when part when it happened to Parker and the guys on Don't Go Alive with the Jay Briscoe passing he's like um again it's just it's you can't prepare for those things you know um it's it's real tough brain buster 499 appreciate you absolutely brutal to you guys hope everyone is doing okay thank you guys for all that you do appreciate you very much and thank you very much brain buster very much appreciate all you guys very much and parker of course, I've done go live. We love Parker. He says, love y'all, and we love you, and we appreciate you too. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to uh, we're gonna wrap up. We've tried to do the best we can in trying to remember Funny, Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, professionally and as people, because both of them mm -hmm. absolutely tick both of those boxes, and it's not one of those where it's like you are with, you finally remember someone after the gun. Like they gen these are things that we would have said last week about them as people. Yeah. Um, you'd never hear bad stories about either of them. You know, you'd only hear good stories about them personally, um, in the family lives, etc., etc. You'd only hear good things about how helpful, open-minded, and just um, just gentle people they were and seen and come across. So we've lost two of the good ones, and all thoughts go out to you know Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda's family and families, loved ones fans and um as a uh, as we've mentioned it's appreciate your loved ones you know because you never know yeah. when a week like this is going to happen and when i say loved ones i mean people that you're a fan of whether you know them or not whether it's loved ones whether that's your friends and family uh you know just people that you appreciate any part in your life really you know uh really smell the flowers you know because yeah. you never know when you're not going to be able to smell them anymore and this week has been just absolutely brutal, and again, I hope I hope over this weekend with so much going on in um, in wrestling that you know the wrestling world can kind of unite and um, we can all you know finally remember these you know these heroes to some people of wrestling, you know, yeah. um, because you know that's the wrestling world has been very good at doing that in the past, and I'm sure they'll be able to pull it off again and. You know, do right, do right in the memory of Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. So, yeah. um, again, appreciate everyone who um, who's tapped in and kind of processed this with us as we've gone along. And um, of course, my fellow co-host Joe Halbert, Manny the Hooper, Charlie. Your words are always appreciated, and tonight more than ever. You know, um, I wouldn't have held it against any of you if you had to like take a minute and just come off the stream at all or anything like that and you know uh, you've been here and you've been able to say some very very beautiful words about uh two legends that two genuine legends two very memorable unique figures in wrestling you know and uh mm -hmm. again just kind of thank you again um yeah i don't know if anyone else has got any other closing words but oh, i just reiterate what you said man like uh, you know we do this stuff and you have to be analytical and you have to debate these things and so on. But if I, if we, any of us 
critique something that you like or someone that you like. Never let that affect your enjoyment because you never know yeah. how much longer you have to watch your favorite wrestler, you know, do the dance, so to speak. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's an important thing to remember, and it's it's very sentimental, and it's a hard thing to keep in mind when you get lost in the, you know, the daily up and down of what's happening in wrestling, or whether we we like it at the moment or don't like it. But the truth is, we all love pro wrestling, and we have our favorites and our quirks and our fandom, and and wherever those are for you, you know cherish them and enjoy them because they're not around forever um and you know especially tonight if you're a big Bray Wyatt fan or something meant a lot to your fandom I send love because it's it's very very painful for those of us that love pro wrestling so all the best absolutely um but yeah sending love out to everyone and uh again to the families of uh to the Rotunda family to the Funk family to fans friends family um, you know, cherish your loved ones, man, because it's very important. And weeks like this just emphasise it. And you know, um, again, hopefully the wrestling world can kind of unite together to remember these very special people. And uh, again, like I said, apologies about not being able to kind of uh, do the, do the podcast as planned. I'm sure everyone kind of uh, understands. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do a dynamite review like tomorrow or something or whatever we'll review the AW all in build or something like that. But like I've mentioned before, right now is kind of I'm not in the I don't think yeah. any of us are in the right my frame to be like, just you know, not the time for it. But um yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be back tomorrow maybe. Depending on uh depending on how things go. We're gonna play it by you. Uh possibly might see myself and Joe tomorrow afternoon. Um, might see on Purist tomorrow evening, and uh, we, you know, just keep, keep an eye on the page and you'll keep up to date with what we've got going on. Yeah. But uh, again, can't express enough how much I appreciate my fellow co hosts and the people who, who have tapped in and processed with us. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you, we'll catch you next time. Peace, peace. Mm-hmm.